It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3. Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. With financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran, and Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett, and the inspired team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Welcome to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. My name's Mike Bernard, your host and one of the advisors on the show, along with Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory, my fellow advisors and business partners. Josh always looks at me. He doesn't know what I'm going to say. What I am I going to call him? I, I'm looking for friends. <laughs> we, we work together. We're colleagues okay. over at Corhorn Financial Group. You let me down, Mike. <laughs> Hey, what's not going to let me down is today's topic, though. Planning for retirement gets a lot of attention on the Wise Money Show, and we're devoting the next three weeks to a new retirement series. Our goal is to help you understand the planning you need to do for the three very distinct phases of retirement. And I'm referring to the progression you go through from the go-go years to the slow-go years and eventually the no-go years, mm-hmm. okay? That's so right. if retirement's one of your financial goals, you really want to listen to all three weeks, we're going to help you out. All right. And if you don't want us to talk about retirement, we want to hear from you. This, this is your show, folks, and I say that every week, but we want you to drive the content. So go to wisemoneyradio.com, submit a question or a comment right there on the right. You submit that, it goes directly to my email, and I'll include it on an upcoming show. You could also give us a call, 574-222-2000. Reach us that way. That also goes right to my email as well, by the way. And lastly, you can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Wise Money Radio. You can get blog posts, updates about the recordings, and all sorts of good stuff there. So check us out. All right. As Josh said, we're launching into a new series talking about the different stages of retirement. And before we dive too deep into into uh, the first phase or the first stage, let's provide some backdrop here, the context over what the whole series is about. Yeah, well, I think this series will be important to you today for a whole host of reasons. Um, understanding the different stages of retirement is important because whether you are currently in one of these stages or someday hope to be, this series will help get you prepared for the journey. And hopefully it will uh, also help you understand your parents better or other friends that are in one of these stages or on the verge of one of these stages or transitioning from one stage to the next. That's right. So whether you're in retirement, hope to retire someday, this shows for you. And we're going to be hitting a lot of topics rapid fire here. So Josh, kick us off. We're, we're starting stage one. You said it, the go-go years. What in the world does that mean? <laughs> yeah, the go-go years are, are probably the easiest one for most people to understand because this is what most people think of when they're picturing retirement, right? You know, you're, you're still young enough as you transition into retirement, you're healthy enough to go do some of the things that you've been dreaming about but never had the time or the money to go, go do. Mm-hmm. And so now all of a sudden your life opens up and you can do all these things. And you know, some people think of big trips, other people become snowbirds. Maybe you start a new hobby or something, uh, maybe begin a business. Yeah. Some people do that in retirement, get into more volunteer opportunities that you couldn't do before or spend more time with your grandkids. Whatever it is, your life is full at this stage and you fill it up pretty quickly. And, you know, that, that's also one of the dangers, though, because a lot of people start retirement at a full out sprint. Yeah. trying to get everything done in a short amount of time. They're going a million miles an hour in a million different directions. 
And uh, the, the risk is that they maybe start out at an unsustainable pace. Mm, we're going to talk about some of those risks, some of those mistakes. But what I'm hearing is how I picture GoGo is active. You're very active in this phase of retirement. Yeah, and typically that starts when, when retirement starts. But I would tell folks, hey, have a pre-launch of the GoGo years. If there are some things you think you'd really like to do, and you're getting ready to kind of wind down your career, maybe go to your boss and say, hey, I have four weeks of vacation. Can I get six weeks? And do some of those things that might be on your bucket list. I would encourage everyone to say, hey, let's write down a bucket list of things that we want to get done before we leave this earth, and let's write down some price tags and make sure we're, we're able to finance these things. But give do a couple trial runs, first of all, of some of the activities you think you'd like to do, but also of the budget you think you're going to be able to work with in retirement. I think that's important, too, because you said that the go-go years often begin right at the start of retirement, but there are some people out there that they're still kind of waiting. Maybe they walked away from their paycheck, they're done working full-time, but they're not really achieving the full vision of retirement because there's something anchoring them here. Often, it feels like grandkids are the one that I hear the most. Or right? parents taking oh, yeah. care of elderly another, another parents. Another good example, right? Sure. So I've got I've got a couple right now. They've been retired for eight years. They are definitely in the go-go years, and here's how I can tell. Every time we meet, they bring in pictures. <laughs> I love it. So from Alaska, the last one was uh, a drive up to Maine, and which you know, so uh, they've done the Route 66 and all that. However. They're anchored here. Those are short trips. They're anchored here because his father is in his late 90s, if you can believe it, and they watch over him. They care They care for him. Not 24-7, but they, they're anchored to this area because of that. They can't get too, too crazy, but they're very active. You know, some of the biggest frustrations I've seen people have when it comes to retirement is this issue of when do the go-go years begin? Because maybe one spouse wants to be down in Florida for six months out of the year or traveling the world, and the other one doesn't want to miss their granddaughter's basketball games in the winter, right? And this, this can be a genuine source of conflict if you're not thinking and planning ahead for these go-go years. Well, that, that's part of why we have the Wise Money Show, to start a conversation, right? And it's, it's really all about this. these stages of retirement are about knowing what's ahead of you, folks, so that you can prepare better. And the go-go years are classified by being very active. Now let's 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 launch into some of those key points or key issues in your financial life that are of higher importance as you're reaching the go-go years. Well, as you approach the go-go years, as I said, uh, giving yourself a trial run with your budget. When we when we talk on the Wise Money Show, we always want to try and talk about the six areas of financial planning. And when you say what areas are affected and what areas of financial planning are affected when you look at the go-go years? Just a quick reminder, you have your present financial position, protection planning, tax planning, investment planning, retirement planning, and estate planning. When you're getting getting ready to launch into the go-go years, you want to make sure that you've got everything buttoned down, that your financial plan is in good a shape as it can possibly be, and any of the deferred maintenance is taken care of. And you want to know what it's going to look like transitioning from working to retirement. And what I've seen is it usually takes somewhere in 18 to 36 months for people to fully make an adjustment because there's the the extra money that I got on the way out of the door uh, from work, or this is now present 
which wasn't present before, or I've got to deal with healthcare issues because I'm not yet 65. So they're all different areas really of your financial plan that are important. But I think if you, if you made me say, what are the two most important, I'd say number one is tax planning and knowing exactly what it is you need to do. But number two, I would say protection planning and to, to know that I've got a good plan in place for what am I going to do for health insurance? What am I going to do as far as long-term care? Am I going to live with that risk or transfer it? And what do I do with my life insurance? If I've got life insurance through work, uh, do I need to get some outside of work? Does the life insurance need that once presented itself still exist? Or am I self-insured? And um, so these are the areas that I would really focus on when I look at the go-go years. You know, I... I might throw in there also the <clears throat> the need to focus on investments as well, because this this is a major transition. You've spent your entire working career building, building, building this nest egg that you're counting on to to support you or to supplement Social Security and other sources of income. But the investment approach, the investment strategy in retirement is different. The accumulation phase is different than the distribution phase. And what many people err on is maybe being too conservative when they get to this this stage. There, there's this sudden fear that, well, boy, what if I lose all this? And uh, they, they maybe put too much faith in the investment dollars themselves and think that they've got to lock it down, keep it real safe and tidy, and don't allow any kind of fluctuations. But in reality, they may be leaving themselves exposed to a much more dangerous risk, and that is the slow, steady, silent erosion of inflation. Mm -hmm. Life just gets more expensive as you go through retirement and um, you you need to have investment dollars that can keep up with that rising cost. Many years ago, retirement was to last maybe five years or 10 years. And so you didn't have these stages and the conventional wisdom of getting really conservative with your investments when you stopped working, that made sense because you had a short time period. Now, retirement can last three decades. And so absolutely having the right investment strategy and knowing these stages as well is critically important. So we're going to dissect it even more about the key issues that you've got to figure out within the go-go years. And we're going to transition to mistakes and listener questions here. All that coming up here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good morning, folks. We're so glad to have you with us today. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. My name's Mike. I've got Josh and Kevin with me in the studio today. Special thanks to the attorneys at Ledoux, Kern, and Keene as well as First State Bank for sponsoring the content of today's program. And today's content has all been about, we're actually launching a new series. We're talking about the different stages of retirement so that you can prepare better and have a better, more enjoyable retirement. Uh, So we're starting with the first one, which is the go-go years. Uh, Here's a hint, folks. That's the fun one, the really fun one. So we're dissecting that and unpacking it. If you have any questions, go to wisemoneyradio.com or give us a call, 574 222 2000. Lastly, check us out on Facebook at Wise Money Radio. Okay, so we've kind of introduced the topic of the go-go years, and that's usually where people start retirement. Kevin gave some wise advice to 
maybe you start doing some of that in your late working years in your career. Um, but let's go a little bit deeper on the most important areas in your financial life that you need to be very attentive to as you transition into the go-go years. Well, one of them that's brand new at this transition in life, this this new phase of life, is for the first time you need to have a game plan for retirement income. You've got to replace your paycheck. That's I mean, right. that is that's uh, you know that's public enemy number one. Yeah, first I mean, priority. You can do all the work to create a budget and have you know written goals on on what you want to accomplish, how you want to enjoy retirement. Um, you can articulate what the things you have to spend money on and then the the other things that you want to spend money on. But at the end of the day, you've got to have the game plan for where's the cash going to come from. How will the right money land in your bank account month in and month out for literally decades? Right. 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 This isn't a short term deal. I mean, this is this is a big, big deal. And um, it's also brand new to you. you. You've never done this kind of planning before. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's important. It, it's also re- retirement income planning. So figuring out how you're going to replace that paycheck, it touches on so many other areas of your financial plan as Pretty well. Pretty much all of them. That's right. Yeah. Th- this is like the turducken of financial planning. <laughs> <laughs> Turducken. That is ridiculous. Have you heard? Have you ever had turducken? Do you know what that is? Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah. So picture no. this. Yeah, they it's take, uncomfortable they talking take about it. They take a chicken, <laughs> stuff it into a duck. Oops. Put that into a turkey oh. and cook it, and sounds, then you eat it. Sounds like that would hurt. It does. It sounds like lots of ways to get salmonella to me. But uh, <laughs> so this issue of how do you come up with your retirement income? It's touching things like what's your tax picture going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to be pulling money out of IRAs or Roth IRAs? The tax implications are completely opposite with those. Um, it, it's going to have an impact on your investments. We talked about that earlier. How much risk are you going to be taking in retirement? Um, taking too little uh, is risky because it uh, causes you to be exposed to inflation. Mm-hmm. Taking too much risk has you swinging potentially more wildly than what you're, you're comfortable with. And, um, and then you also have to pay attention to the retirement projection itself. Well, that's where I was going to start. I mean, it, it seems like the anchor of all of this is, does the plan for you to transition from work into retirement, does that plan work? And to me, that's the process. You start with building that retirement plan as part of your big financial plan. And then once you say, yep, that works, that holds water, you then build the income plan within that. And uh, most people really get that kind of backwards. They, they haven't sat down with a professional and done the tedious yet thorough work of figuring out, am I going to run out of money in you know, my 80s? Is, 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 will my money last until, uh, until I need it to? And I would say sit down with that certified financial planner as soon as you possibly can. Because when I think, as, as Josh is talking about the various components of an income plan, I think, well, one of the big decisions and, and really a plan within the plan is when do I draw Social Security? The duck within the turkey? Is that what I heard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The duck within the chicken within the 
turkey within the squirrel within the chipmunk. I mean, it just oh keeps God. right on going. So, but I, I think what you want to do is say, okay, what am, what am I doing as far as my social security plan? Mm-hmm. And like we've mentioned before on the show, there used to be some really cool options for how you could plan uh, with your social security and when to take it and how to take it, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, a year ago in November at about four o'clock on a Friday morning, Congress came through and said, hey, uh, we're taking all those really cool options away. So now it's pretty straightforward. It's, am I going to delay it and push it back or am I going to take it sooner? And if I want to retire, can I retire and not draw social security? And that, that ties into my income plan, my tax plan. Do I have money that I can draw that are, that I'm not gonna have to pay tax on those dollars when I do. There's all kinds of different components to this. Yeah. I just met with someone this week who, you know, they're blessed to have enough resources that when they retire, they don't have to begin social security the very next month. Right. You know, if they, if the paycheck stops, they need a lot of people need income coming in from social security immediately. But if you have resources that you can live off of for a while and delay social security, you may actually be able to maximize the amount that you get from that stream of income over your lifetime. Over your lifetime. Right. And be able to do some creative financial planning work in the meantime. That time of, you know, retirement, so your income's way down, but you haven't started till security, so uh, your taxable income might be really low. That is ripe for doing some really creative tax planning that can help your generation and the next generation. I mean, okay, so truly, unpack that. What, what would be some examples? Uh, so th- I've put done you on th- the spot. I've done this several times this year, just have had a few people in a very similar situation, Josh, where they were blessed to be able to retire, be ready to retire. The plan worked, but they didn't have to draw Social Security right away. And so they were able to live off of some savings or severance, and we shifted dollars from their IRA to their Roth IRA, called a Roth conversion. We did that in Groves, filled all the way up to the top of the 15% tax bracket, someone into the 25, just depends on your situation. And you move that money from the IRA to the Roth. So you're actually creating taxable income that year, but then the money in the Roth IRA, you don't have to take required minimum distribution. It grows tax deferred and tax free forever. And if you're not going to, if you don't think you're going to spend that money, the kids will inherit it tax free as well. Right. So it's yes. a huge deal. And to do that early in retirement when you're still young, magnificent. Yeah, that's a, that's a big deal. The game where I've got dollars that I've never paid taxes on and they're, think of a, a wall and I want to get these dollars over the wall. You're and, still on the Trump thing. You had to bring up Trump. <laughs> It's a fence. He's talking about a fence. No, Casey's saying no. No, it's a concrete wall. There you go. Okay. okay. Think Great Wall of China. Corrugated concrete. Okay. Corrugated concrete. So uh, just like cardboard, except concrete. So, but you have a you have a dollar that you've never paid taxes on, and there's a wall. And what you want to do is get these dollars over the wall and have them be as close to a dollar as possible. So if I have a dollar, can I pitch it over the wall and have? Is it sixty cents? Is it 80 cents? Is it 85 cents? What is it? But I want to have as close to a dollar on the other side of the wall as I have on the current side. Yeah, to not do that kind of planning, I would actually elevate it to a mistake that some people make. Hey, in. I thought I was hosting a show. I was oh, going to transition that, right into mistakes. That was a segue, that's, that's Mike. Per- go ahead, then go ahead. Well, I was setting you up. <laughs> yeah, I, Thank I, you. I figure you have all the mistakes and I make a lot of them, share. yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, so... 
let's go to Social Security real quick. We're, if we've now transitioned into what are some of the big mistakes people make as they're transitioning into the go-go years. Most people want to take Social Security as soon as they can. And folks, I get it. You've been paying into the system for since your first paycheck. You also hear rumors that the system is not solvent. And so you're ready. Hey, I'm, I want to get paid on this. But that could be one of the biggest mistakes that you make by permanently reducing the income that you could draw from Social Security. Yeah, so I'll just ask a question. Who does your tax planning? Yep. And I want you to think about that. Have you gotten great advice, great strategies, and great opportunities to pursue from the person who is doing your tax planning? And if you haven't, you need to get a tax planner. It could mean thousands of dollars of tax over your lifetime. This strategy alone, there's really no way to quantify how much tax is being saved, but you're saving the tax by paying the tax early in lower rates. And I make the distinction between tax planning and tax preparation. Okay. Hey, we're actually going to be taking a question from Edward here uh, coming up a little bit later where we're talking about, uh, well, maximizing some tax planning opportunities to him and look forward to hitting that. So we've got that and much more coming up on Wise Money with Corrin Financial Group, News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Hey, folks, welcome back to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group right here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. My name's Mike. I've got Josh and Kevin with me in the studio. We are dissecting the first stage of retirement. By the way, folks, there are three you need to know about so you can plan appropriately for retirement. The first one's the go-go years. And we've just started talking about, well, the key areas of your financial life that are hit in this area, and then some of the big mistakes. We're going to pick that up in just a second. want to remind you, though, if you want us to talk about something else, well, this is a series, guys. We've launched it. But I want to hear from you. Go to wisemoneyradio.com. Submit your question. Tell us what you'd rather have us talk about. Or give us a call, 574-222-2000. So, okay. One of the biggest mistakes people make as they're entering the go-go years or in the go-go years is they want their Social Security and they want it now. Uh, What is it? High percentage of the 90s. I don't have the stat right in front of me. Draw Social Security as soon as they possibly can. Whereas for income planning purposes and for tax planning purposes, there's a ton of options available, creative options available if you delay Social Security. So that's one big mistake. What are some other big mistakes that you guys see? I'll give you two, and they both have to do with budgeting or cash flow. Um, one would be spending too much too early in retirement. And one of the ways that that can manifest itself in your life, and by the way, this is true of all phases of your life. This isn't just for early retirees. You could be facing the same mistake in your financial life right now in your 30s as well. But the the risk of not having a plan for the lump sum expenses in life. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get out to retirement, maybe you've done this amazing planning. You've uh, built up a retirement nest egg. You know how much you can afford to spend each year. And let's say it's $60,000 a year, um, sustainably long into the future. But you spend all $60,000 every single year, year in and year out. And you haven't set aside the dollars for the big ticket items. You have to remember that even in retirement, you're going to need to 
replace cars. You're going to want to take vacations or do some updates to the house. Um, you know, you're going to have these types of major expenses. And so if you live off of all $60,000 every single year and you're not setting aside dollars for the, the, the periodic infrequent expenses, then you may have to do that spending on top and, and you may actually find yourself overspending too soon. So the principle of, del- of budgeting, practice your budgeting and using delayed spending, that's, that's not just for the working years. You got to do that in retirement as well. And I'd encourage you, if you haven't started that process, start practicing it now. Start practicing it now. Um, Josh, one of the things you said also hit, touched a nerve with me. I think a lot of people, I, I would actually say this might be the biggest mistake that I see. People underestimate the amount that they're going to spend in retirement. And they build a plan on them spending, let's say, four grand a month when in reality they actually spend six. Or maybe they spend four, but when they do all of the other things, it's much more like six. And so they built a plan that spending four grand works great, but it's not a reflection of reality. And that's where Kevin, you know, if you were just listening and you heard Kevin talk in the very first segment, uh, you might have missed some of what he said, but there was some really great wisdom in there. Practice. Practice how much you're going to spend. Practice your retirement lifestyle near the end of your working career, so then you can transition really smoothly. And so I, I see that mistake. Be realistic on how much you're going to spend in retirement and build a plan to ensure that that works. Yeah. I think one of the mistakes that I see people making is looking at pictures. And people will look at pictures, and if you look at any pictures that have to do with retirement and retirement planning, You'll see two very beautiful people. Um, he's got all of his hair, and <laughs> she's got all of her teeth, and they're on a sailboat or they're doing something, and it says retirement. And you think, oh, that picture is on our website, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> I know. Listen, I know it's on our website, and I'm saying I, I'm I'm I want to be cautionary here. Be careful what you look at. Because if you're looking at these pictures and thinking that's what I'm supposed to have in retirement to be fulfilled, you will most likely be be disappointed. And if you play the compare game, if you want to compare your retirement to someone else's retirement, be careful because it'll steal your joy. Mm. It'll steal your joy and it'll make you feel uh, a whole bunch of things that you really don't want to feel. So I was thinking as... Uh, and I had this thought a while back when we were at a conference and I was looking at all these pictures. I thought, no, I want to see real pictures. I want to see a picture of Don Plummer out at Camp Raybird doing a construction project with great joy because he's working with other retirees and doing amazing work. I want to see a picture of his brother Phil golfing with Brent and having time to do stuff like that. I want to see pictures of people not doing, and I love, I love the European river cruise and, and all these other amazing things that, that people do that are high on their bucket list. But I look at the, I look at the richness that you can have in this life that doesn't really cost you much. And if you look for those opportunities, they're, they're all around you. They're so real life. That, that I think is the most important advice that we could possibly give today for the go-go years. It's not just about what are you retiring out of? You need to define very clearly what are you retiring into? 
And I would hope that that's, you know, not just leaving a stressful job, but taking possession of a meaningful retirement. That's mm-hmm. that's what you're describing, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I almost want people to be doing the brainstorming on what contribution they could be making to the world or the people around them in retirement because they have freedom. They have time to, to have an impact, right? And, you know, they also have experience and knowledge. Um, you know, there's skills and talents that they could be passing on to other people as well if they have a bigger vision for what their retirement ultimately could be. Yep. And there, there's nothing wrong with having recreation and fun built in there as well, especially when you're using that to go build those relationships and have that impact that we're talking about. But don't don't let your retirement just be about the indulgences of, you know, pleasing yourself for the, the later years of life. Let it be about having the biggest impact that you've ever had. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm thinking uh, I had some folks... I was meeting with the other day and she said, when you get to retirement, you tend to get very particular. And it made me think of my dad who is just an amazing person, but he has become extraordinarily particular (laughs) and the things that you would think. (laughs) I bet you love that. I bet that hasn't uh, rubbed the wrong way at all. Well, let me tell you. So you think these are things that no one in the world could notice and they become very big things. So I say, try to not let the world get really, 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 really small all around you, but keep a big uh, world and a big worldview and, and be part of that big world, not, yeah. the, not, the, not the little particular one. It's, it's hard to do, though, guys. And I, I feel the gravitational pull within myself as well. It's like I'm sacrificing, sacrificing, sacrificing for my career and to save up for retirement. And, and there's part of you that says when I get to retirement, well, then now it's, it's going to be about me. And so I actually, whether you can hear that advice or not that Josh and Kevin just gave, um, I really like it. Even though it, 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 it's hard for me, I think that's great advice. The other thing, as far as advice, if you're in your, your go-go years or leading up to it, the obvious answer is you need to have that retirement plan, folks. If you ever want to retire, you need to have a very thorough retirement plan. Not one scratched out on the back of a napkin or a quick free calculator online. You've got to go through, you got to run the miles, as we like to say in our office, and test out all of the variables to say, all right, here's my current budget. This is what I'm currently spending. Here's what I think my expenses will be in retirement. Here's where the income's going to come from. Here's how much I've got saved up. Here's when I'm going to draw Social Security. Does it all work? And if you don't have the plan, I would ask you, do you have the planner? Do you have the relationship with the right certified financial planner who can help you build and construct that plan and walk you through it? Yeah, that makes me think you are going to retire once. Go work with someone who has retired dozens and dozens and dozens of times because they know what things you need to be watching out for and what things you need to be prepared for. And they can they can coach you up on some of the even the internal finance stuff, as we would say. Yeah, very good. So. Folks, we are launching this series uh, about the different stages of retirement, all so that you can plan better, build a better plan, and have a more peaceful, more enjoyable retirement. Uh, We're going to transition into listener questions in just a minute, and I told you we've got a couple doozies about tax planning and about how when you reach certain ages, your retirement contributions can change. So you're not going to want to miss that. That and more here on Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, Newstalk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel.
This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, your breaking news and weather station. Wise Money is brought to you by the attorneys at Ledoux, Curran & Keene, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Team at REMAX 100, and Bethel College's Adult and Graduate Studies Program. Good morning, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. My name is Mike alongside Kevin, alongside Josh. If you're just joining us, you've missed a lot. We're going to recap it here in just a minute, but we've been breaking down the first of three stages of your retirement so that you can plan better and have a better retirement. Uh, if you have any questions, we're going to dive into those in just a moment. Go to wisemoneyradio.com or give us a call 574 222 2000. Lastly, check out the podcast, subscribe to it. On Tuesdays, I get a notice on my phone, new sh- episode of Wise Money is available. And so subscribe to the podcast. A lot of people listen that way. Uh, and check us out on Facebook at Wise Money Radio. Okay, so we've been talking about the first stage, the go-go years of retirement. We threw a lot at you folks. Let's distill it into one statement. Here's your call to action. Here's what you need to do with it. Here's what you need to do. You need to ask great questions. If you ask great questions, you hopefully will get some great answers. And the questions you need to be asking are, what is my vision for the go-go years? And what are they going to look like for me? Because it's possible somewhere between 60 to 80. So it could be a a one-year, three-year, five, a 20-year period of go-go. And what's my vision for it? How prepared am I? What do I need to do? To get prepared, what obstacles need to be removed? If I'm 35 years old, I would ask the question, what is the 65-year-old me saying to me today? What do I need to be thinking about so that I am prepared? So when I get to 65, I'm not saying, hey, why didn't I prepare better? And I would encourage people, we have a bias, it's it's no secret, get professional advice. Find a certified financial planner who can help you in these areas. Your tax planning is going to become really important. needs to be integrated well with your protection planning and your investment planning. And for sure, you want your retirement plan to work. Yep. Yep. Great stuff. Find someone to help you. And I would also say tune in for the next couple weeks and every week, but to learn about the next couple stages, because that's all going to help you have a better plan. All right, we're kicking off listener questions. I've got a good one from Edward coming up. We're going to start with Ted. Ted is 49. My company has had a great year this year, and I'm anticipating my bonus at the beginning of 2017 will be much larger than usual. I'd like to use it to max out my 401k. Good idea. Yeah. I know when I turn 50, I'm allowed to contribute more to my 401k. So here's my question. I turn 50 next August. Can I contribute $24,000 to my 401k out of my bonus at the beginning of the year, even though at that time I'll still be 49 years old. Good question, Ted. That is good. I like it. Uh, I, I think there's a bunch of issues that you'd have to just sort out in, in order to know definitively whether or not this would work. And um, the, the easiest thing to do would be to talk to your actual human resource director or payroll folks. But um, almost Every plan out there, almost every 401k out there will let you do the catch-up contribution that you're referring to. And if you're not familiar with these rules, uh, in a 401k at work, you're allowed to contribute up to $18,000 unless you're over age 50. And then they let you do another six grand on top of it. Well, not to, not to you know, split hairs here, but to Edward's question, 
Uh, Ted's question. If when you turn 50, not if you're over 50, the year you turn 50 is when you can do more. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But that catch-up contribution is what pushes him up to 24000 and you're allowed to do it in that year. But some people, uh, whether they get a big bonus or not, their payroll department might be set up with a default that they just cut you off at 18000 unless you tell them specifically that you want to go above and beyond. So, you know, you before the, uh, the, the bonus arrives in your paycheck, you need to be having a conversation with them to make sure that you're not going to miss the opportunity to, to get the dollars in there. Yeah, so that's, to reiterate what you're saying, it depends. Uh-huh. So it depends, does, does your plan allow for it? About 97% of the plans out there do allow for it. And then the other question you need to see is, does your plan allow for bonus money to be deferred into the 401k. Great question. And that is part of his question. Yeah. Some plans do and some plans don't. So Ted, we can't really answer that for you, but we can point you in the right direction. So it's, it's in your plan document, but your HR folks should know this or your plan advisor, whoever, whoever you're used to turning to for answers, I would turn to that person and get answers, but say, Hey, I might get a bonus early in the year. Can I defer this bonus into the 401k? And then some, a lot of times when you're making this election, there's an election to put the $18,000 in and there's a separate election to do the catch up. Mm-hmm. And you want to have both of them on a glide path so that you'll get them fully funded, uh, especially if you're going to have a higher income year that that's uh, higher than normal and you'd like to get some of this money stuffed into the retirement plan. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. That's what I do. Uh, for Ted, do you guys think this is a wise decision? Should he do this? Should he take a bigger bonus? Maybe he's used to living on a $5,000 bonus and he was, he gets the impression it's going to be 25,000. Do you think he should just lump it off the top in the first quarter, be done with his 401k? Or do you think he spread it out? He should spread it out over the year. In a vacuum, the answer is always yes. So if you're if you're asking me in a vacuum, should someone save money or save more money or max out their retirement plan? The answer is always yes. What we don't know is how many kids Ted might have right now. If, if he's turning fifty, we're talking about retire uh, uh, education, right, with the kiddos. Mm-hmm. So does he have one or seven kids in? education that he's paying for what are the other financial goals that he might need to deal with in addition to this that's right you know does he have a fully funded emergency fund i mean uh, does does he have all of the foundation in place so that these dollars really are extra right now they can be uh, pushed out into the future if so i, I love the tax planning aspect of it mm-hmm. you know do everything that you can to to reduce uh, your your taxable income each year I'm assuming where your mind is going is, uh, is it better to dump a big chunk into the market all in one shot or spread it out over throughout, you know, throughout the year? Oh, contraire, Josh. That's not exactly what I'm thinking. But, okay, but then continue. enlighten us. <laughs> My concern is if he does that, if he's, if he's had 401k money coming out of every paycheck, so he's been living on the net, but instead he does the full 401k out of the bonus, all of a sudden his take-home pay increased Therefore, you've got what I call lifestyle creep. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. if in 2018 he doesn't get that big bonus, 
it's going to be harder for him to jump back on the wagon and start contributing to the 401k because that'd be a lifestyle reduction. Yeah, no one likes a lifestyle creep. And what I would... <laughs> or what a creepy lifestyle, <laughs> especially if it's your neighbor. <laughs> but, what I, but the other thing that I would uh, draw Ted's attention to is not only at 50 can you put more money in your 401k, you can put more money in your IRA. Mm-hmm. So as Josh mentioned, for the 401k, it's 18000 And then the year in which I turn 50, I can put another 6000 in. Well, with the IRA, it's 5500 And the year I turn 50, I can put another 1000 in. So now I can put 6500 in. And again, depending on your tax situation and a number of other factors, do you do an IRA uh, or a Roth IRA or uh, yep. et cetera, et cetera? Yep, good stuff. Okay, I've been teasing that we're going to get to Ed's question. He's 34 from Mishawaka. I just found out that I'm getting a bonus this year. Wow, this is great stuff. The economy must be doing okay. Ted Um, and Ed getting a bonus. Yeah, that's good stuff. So here's what he said. How much should I expect my take-home amount should be, and what can I do to not get hit with a lot of taxes? Thanks for your help. So I I like to tell folks, assume that you're only going to get half of what the bonus is because they are going to take out more taxes Usually getting a bigger bonus means you'll, you'll pay in more in withholdings and you might have a refund on your taxes. Um, but just assume, plan off of half, half of the money. Well, and, and I, I think what you're alluding to is just the simple fact that when you get that extra large paycheck, that one week out of the year, um, the withholdings are calculated as if that paycheck is going to be that big year, you know, month in, month out, week in, week out. And um, so they're going to over withhold on that particular bonus. But, you know, a lot of people get a little freaked out about that. But just keep in mind that that is being paid into your tax situation and it could end up meaning a larger refund for you at the end of the year. Yeah. And I would just give Ed just one quick piece of advice. Um, If you don't have the money, don't spend it first. Because Mm -hmm. I heard about a guy that built a swimming pool based on a bonus that he thought was coming and it never materialized and it was just an awful story. (laughs) But a hilarious story that is a Christmas vacation reference. Great time of year, Kevin. Kudos. Uh, That's it for us, folks. If you missed anything, check out the podcast. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corcoran, and myself, the rest of us at KFG, have a great weekend, folks. We'll see you next week for part two of the retirement series here on Wise Money with Corcoran Finance Group. News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.